All right. <clears throat> All right, we're in. Sweden. I love that place, yeah. man. Like, I, I really, I really need to come over, mate. Like, I got a lot of good people, and um, a lot, a lot of, a lot of quote unquote supporters, I guess, from the podcast. Mm-hmm. I hate to use the word supporters. I like to just say family or friends. You know, let's people that like to yeah. talk shit. They're all from Sweden, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. and I love it, man. Oh, really? Yeah, man. That's awesome. It's uh, it's a bit cool. It's you know, it's it's humbling. I'm like, holy shit. So, um, I need to come over one time. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You should uh, you should visit Stockholm. Maybe I'd never leave. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Maybe I'd be Swedish then. Get myself a little passport. Perfect. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm blonde, exactly. blonde hair, blue eyed, you know, so I am the stereotype. But <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you'd fit. You fit perfectly in. I love. Uh, I've been to Iceland. I've been to Denmark. Love those two places. Obviously, mm. want to go to the rest of uh, Scandinavia. Love the culture. Love the people. Great people, man. Yeah, yeah. Great people. Well, bro, like something that something that I love doing here, man, is showing that athletes, right, have mm-hmm. another side to them. Because usually we just yeah. look at them and I've just been like, you are so one-dimensional, right? You're just kind of this gladiator that gets put in the arena and we watch you for entertainment and then that's it, right? And you're like, oh. You're what you do on the platform. A hundred percent, right? And you're like, the guys, like the... These lads and ladies are a little bit more than that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Absolute freaks. Amazing. We love to watch it. Fantastic. Entertaining. Yeah. But um, they are uh, they are a little bit more than that, man. But before we jump in on that, I guess we got to uh, I guess we got to introduce who you are, mate, because you you kind of a big deal. Ah, I mean, bigger the deal, the <laughs> bigger. For the, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like to look at myself as like a big thing i mean i'm i'm just who i am and i've gotten to where i am because i try to like keep myself grounded and yes just do myself do my best you know 100 bro 100 but junior world mate i mean yeah I, I mean don't get me wrong it's it's an awesome title to have and i mean i get a smile on my face each time i realize like damn as of now i'm like the best junior and there, I mean, there's other like good juniors as well, like in the US, like uh, uh, Joe Borenstein and Austin. But I mean, I've won a world championship. I mean, there's not a lot of people who can say that. And that's, I take a lot of pride in that. So for people that don't understand, obviously it's powerlifting, right? Yeah. Um, What would be classified as a junior? Uh, so you're a junior up until the year you turned 23. So this is my last year as a junior. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Because obviously, with the or for people out don't know, maybe not into fitness, maybe they're into something else. Uh, mm. Strength is a little bit longer, right? You've got to uh, you've got to bleed for a little bit longer period of time in the gym, like peaking maybe about thirty five rather than uh, football where you peak at about eighty. Exactly. <laughs> it's a little bit more uh, patience game, right? Yeah, really. But I mean. Uh, how do you say like it's it's really cool to see that to the place where I've gotten now and I'm just 23 and I'm probably gonna peak in like seven years I mean who knows what's like lying ahead Mm. so it's a pretty humbling thing I love it how you describe it as humbling because I get the same feeling from the bible you know it's uh it's non-discriminatory it doesn't care who you are 
you know, you put your hands on it, it's going to weigh the same. And also, exactly. the only thing it respects is is the humble grind at the end of the day. Yeah. Like it, it is the day in, day out graft for years, right? It's months and years. It's not weeks and months, right? And um, yeah. that's one of the one of the greatest things I was ever taught as an athlete. And funny enough, I was taught it as a, while I was coaching was mm. months and years. That's all he said, months and years. He said three words. And yeah. I was like, oh shit. Okay. Like we gotta we gotta start looking at it that way. You know, rather than, oh, what can I do this week to get me better next week? It's like, no, no. What can I do today to get me better next year? Yeah, exactly. But that's the beauty of it as well, because I mean, not a lot of people have that patience. So when you like finally reach that level, it's like, damn, I really had the patience and like showed myself that I have uh the character to like reach a certain level which is uh, it's a cool thing yeah man like what what's the biggest thing you've learned from powerlifting man <sighs> man a lot like it's it sounds cheesy but powerlifting has really changed my life for the better i mean i learned so much during like harsh harsh competitions to like i mean keep myself grounded just focus on the present and the, the only thing you can the only way you can learn that is like to be in the in like a very pressed position which most often like international championships are so it's it's taught me that i'm a i'm a bad motherfucker when i need to be a bad motherfucker I'm not. Uh, but i've also learned that I mean, although I've reached like a pretty high level, I still need to like be the same person I was before the titles and just remain humble because there will all as there there could always be someone who's better than you or stronger than you, and you just can't take like you can just you can't just assume that you're the strongest. You always need to like stay humble and just keep grinding. Mm -hmm. See, that's. That's the impression I get from from the culture of Scandinavia, man. And this is one of the reasons why I love it so much. And please do correct me if I'm wrong, right? From being ignorant, just fucking throw a middle finger up at me. That's all right. <laughs> I'll probably throw one back over myself, you know. <laughs> but um, it's uh, the biggest thing I get from it. I got good mates from Denmark. Obviously, I've spoken to people from all over. Is they got a switch so they can turn it on, right? They're clearly hardworking people. Um. Mm. But at the same time, when the when the competition's over and it's done, like okay, we've we've had that we've had that time, we've had that kind of gladiator time, that Viking time, right? But now let's turn yeah. it off. And you you're very 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 good at switching that light switch back off and pulling yourself back out, right? Rather than showboating, rather than getting caught up in the moment. It's like, no, 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 that, that, that served its purpose. Now we've, we've gone there. We've done that. Mm. Now we've got another purpose and we got to come back down and we got to be humble. Right. And I, I, mm. I fucking love that. I, I talk about the light switch a lot. Yeah. Right? I think everybody needs to know where that switch is and needs to know how mm. to flick it on and off. Right. And I think, um, yeah, cause you got to be somebody else on that platform, right? You got to be somebody else underneath a heavy load. I mean, I don't think you necessarily necessarily have to be like another person mm. on the platform. I think you just have to like 
bring forward something that you always have, but on a deeper level, but you don't always have to bring it forwards like in everyday life. Uh, I like that. But yeah, but I think S Swedish people overall, I, I mean, you talked about that, the, the, the switch. Mm. I think people here are honestly too good at like, not like showing their accomplishments. Uh, there we have something that's called the uh, Jantas law in Sweden. It's like uh, it's basically a culture thing that uh, you're not supposed to like show you what you show your accomplishments or show that you're like better than anybody. And I mean, I it, it's a I think it's a good concept, but I think it like can be too much that maybe you don't. you're not able to like show how proud you are over your accomplishments. And that's, I think it's an important thing to like show people that, you know, you can do great things and you should be proud of them, but you should not be like cocky or showboating. But yeah. Yeah. If you Yeah, get what I mean. hundred percent. I get what you mean. Like cocky and confidence are two separate things, and Yeah. Exactly. a lot of the time they get misstrewed as being one of the same, right? But they, they feel they feel different. Like being Yeah, definitely. being somebody in a room, a part of a conversation, just feels totally different when someone's Mm. being cocky and someone's being confident. And Yeah. I mean, in English, we got um, we got something called tall poppy syndrome. Yeah. So, for example, if you're like, oh, like, I'm kind of just proud of myself because of the achievement I did at the weekend, for example. And I turned around and was like, yeah, you shut the fuck up. You can't talk about that. Like, and try Mm. and bring you down, right? It's called Yeah. tall, tall poppy syndrome. They kind Yeah. of chop off the tall poppy. And I, I don't get it, man. I don't quite understand No. it. I think that's the thing we have in Sweden. Uh, Mm. and I think more people need to, like, be proud of their accomplishments. I mean, don't get me wrong. You should be humble and you should, like, always, like, be grateful over what you have. But you can't forget to, like... You have to be proud also, like over what you've done, and you're not. You don't have to be afraid to show it. Just don't be cocky about it. Yeah, for I mean, sure, man. for me, accomplishments are meant to like. If you're gonna show them off, it's meant to like ins inspire people, not put people down. Mm. Yeah, we relate So, to them, right? We relate to the feeling involved. We relate to the hard work. We might not relate to the end result. You know, I was yeah. never junior world champion. Like, that's, I can't relate to that. But at the same time, like, what you're going in and out, dedicating yourself to something. putting in the work, feeling like an outcast in certain situations because you've got to sacrifice Mm. Mm. to get there. Yeah, everybody can relate to that. Let's focus on the things that we we understand about each other, right? And then ask about the things that we don't understand. Exactly. Mm. Well, you got you got competing on the weekend, Friday. There Yeah, open nationals. we go. You feel ready? Yeah, I feel I feel very ready. I mean, training has been going great. Uh, been hit, I've hit like three PRs these last two weeks um, in both like bench, squat, and deadlift. So my my form feels great. Uh, now it's just time to put it on the platform. So I mean, I've done all the work like physically, mentally, with the diet, uh, everything on point. So the rest is up to faith, I guess, and just hopefully I get to put everything that I've done in the gym on the platform. But What, yeah, we'll see. where do you go mentally when you, when you step foot on that platform? You know, some athletes go Mm. sunshine and rainbows, 
okay, we can yeah. do this. And then some athletes go the opposite, right, and go really frigging dark. Mm. Where do you go, I, bro? I, I think <laughs> before very important lifts, I always remind myself of who I were before powerlifting, which was like, I, I always been like a very insecure child and I had a lot of problems with mental health when I was younger. So to me, it, it's always like uh, a moment for me to show myself that I'm no longer that person. I'm stronger, I'm wiser, and I can put it, uh, and I can put like everything I've worked on before the competition into fruition in like when it's counting the most, mm -hmm. which is on the platform. So for me, it's like to sh just show myself that I'm no longer that kid and Hopefully I get to inspire my family, all the other people like who's like looking up to me. Uh, so that's one side. And sometimes I just want to like feel, I just feel super confident, you know, right? Like during my first and second attempts, it's always like, yeah, I got this. I just need to like show myself that I can have this mindset like on the platform as well. So, yeah. It's like, I love that first point, right, of kind of proving proving yourself wrong of who you were, although mm. you're accepting who you were at the same time. And I think that's quite a, it's quite a poetic motion to go through. You know, it's like acknowledging the past, all right, you obviously can't change that, but then making yourself proud in the present of being exactly. like, hey, like you've done a little bit of work to get from there to here. Yeah. Right. And um yeah, man, I think that's I think that's really cool. I think a lot of people relate to that, regardless of what yeah. they do, you know, whether they go into a big meeting, you know, they're probably like, Oh, you used to be wherever and now you're here, or they go into their family mm -hmm. life or or whether they could step out on that platform, mate, you know. And I think sport is a great um example of life at the end of the day. You know, we're just the the crazy people who like to bury ourselves under load. <laughs> yeah i mean it would make a lot of sense that we're uh a little bit short on some marbles upstairs you know and the uh the quote-unquote normal people would be I mean, uh... yeah but i think you need to like have something that's not off but quite special inside you to like being able to like step in front of like a bunch of people under like a heavy as barbell and just lift the most amount of weight possible and do that for years. I mean, I don't think there's a lot of like normal people who, who like to do that and like get something to get something out of it. If you know what I mean, mm. you have to have something like special inside you to do that. Yeah, man. And those characters are usually very fascinating. Like, especially to me, I find, I find people fascinating anyway, like regardless of, of what they do, but the individuals that love strength spots, right? And they kind of work in the shadows and then they come out on these platforms and, and lift some ungodly amounts of weights and they just kind of disappear, <laughs> right? And yeah. just go back to work. Like, see, like, yeah, see you in six months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, how many times do you like PR or oh, uh, max out or something? He's like, I don't know, once a year. You're like, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But it's those those types of gyms, though, man. Like, 
I like to I like to nickname it the Lions Den, and I usually nickname it the Lions Den when I uh, I coach kids from like twelve to eighteen, right? Because yeah. you and I both know the gym, the barbell taught us so much about life, right? Regardless yeah. of of what we're lifting, it could be an empty barbell, it could be a billion kilos, it doesn't matter. Like it taught us so much about life, right? Mm. And I like to nickname it that Lions Den. Why? Because you get in that dirty ass gym. All right, there's usually no windows or there's one window and everybody's like gathered up to it to just get that little bit of sunlight, right? And you're in there for hours and you're talking shit with your bodies and you're cussing people out. But the stuff that you learn in those four walls is indescribable, you know, and it'll be the Mm. same as people learn in a dance studio or it'll be the same as people learn when they're painting, you know, and it's... um, it's people's ability to adopt something called like a flow state, right? Where they're just like outside of their body and mind. They're working out, they're doing something, they're writing, they're drawing, meditating, whatever. And it's kind of like they're connecting with themselves above everything else. And I find it's, uh, it's fascinating. man. Yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful experience. Hmm. Uh, and sometimes it can be god awful, but I mean, most of the time it's it's beautiful. It's god awful, and your back hurts, and your knees are sore. And you're... <laughs> yeah, it's like why didn't but I, I mean... paint? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But I mean, it's super rewarding when you like step into the gym, and you you feel awful, but you still go ahead and just go through it, and maybe go even harder because you have to show yourself that. Yeah. I mean, even though it's super hard today, we have to go even harder just to show show ourselves that we are the person who can reach that goal. Or, yeah, a hundred percent, mate. Like it really, really is a battle between you and you, right? Like it really, really is. It's you and your shadow just kind of having it out at each other, you know, like kind of mm-hmm. like devil and the angel on the shoulder. And I think, um, I think that's where a lot of athletes get misunderstood, you know. What do you mean? Like the outside of the gym, um, especially people who have never competed at a high level, they will mm-hmm. look at athletes in a given sport and label with them with words like obsessed, right? For example, rather than, oh, look at this passionate individual. They're like, look at this obsessed person, right? Yeah. This is now unhealthy. And I was like, well, we never drew the comparison between high level sport and health right they're they're, they're, no, two, it's... they're two separate things yeah it really is like when you're 90 you're not gonna put like a thousand pounds on your back and try and squat it probably no. probably not the wisest thing to do but um <laughs> yeah i think i think athletes get misunderstood man especially especially in the in a gym scene you know like gyms notoriously are quite this intimidating male dominant space right and um mm. I'd love to see it uh, neutralize where it's just doors open, man. Come on in. Like we're just, we're all here trying to work on ourselves rather than like, I'm trying to get better than you and you're trying to like get one over on me. I was like, no, no, no. Like I got something at the back of my head that I'm thinking about. And so are you. Mm. And each set, we're kind of cheering each other on because you're telling part of your own self to go fuck itself. Mm. If that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Or at least that's me. Like, I can't train happy, bro. 
I mean, no, I, I, no, I, I guess I can't either. I mean, either I'm like super focused, or I'm just trying to prove that other side of myself that I'm no longer that that person, you know, that younger version of myself that I've evolved. I'm, I'm something else, although I still feel these like feelings that I get had when I was younger. If you get what I mean. Yeah, man, you're now strong enough to control them and use them in a constructive yeah. avenue, right? And that's exactly that's stunning, man. That shows progress. It's the evolution of a of a man, mate. You know, like rather than mm. being a a a scared boy, you're now a a strong man. You know, and you're able to control it, feel it, digest it, understand it, figure it yeah. the fuck out. And then exactly. use it in a constructive way rather than just casting it out on other people, man. You know. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a it's a really scary thing to face those thoughts. Mm. But I mean, it's either that or like just live in misery the rest of your life. Mm. And so I mean, I, you just gotta you just gotta go ahead of, like at it. Yes, sir. And usually. Us being dudes, right? What do we end up doing if you don't feel it and and sort it out? You usually cast it on other people, right? Because you act yep. out in a certain way. You ever throw a punch at a dude, or you you raise your voice towards a lady, or you throw something mm. across the room, and all of those are negative. It's wrong. It's something yeah. that we shouldn't be doing, right? And I think we need to do a better job. And I think you've just done it right now. Of all right, dudes, like you got shit. Guess what? So all of us, like. That we're all in this mm. together, right? But at the end of the day, you got to do your own work. And yeah, um, exactly. Weight room is a great way of doing that. It's it's a meditation. You know, we're slowly learning parts of ourselves that we need to help unravel, right? And then um, iron it back out and go back to the drawing board and be like, oh, that's probably not great. Okay, cool. Mm. Like, I need to learn a different skill set to be able to then express myself, you know? And again, we're just the crazy people that like to do it under barbells. Hmm. We <laughs> truly me, are. Let me lie down and push an object off my chest. It's like, <laughs> what are you doing, dude? Just go to therapy. I was like, nah, I'm at it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. It's a very primal thing to do when you like think about it. It's just, oh, I feel bad. I go lift weights and I feel better afterwards. Yeah. When you were like really breaking down. Yeah, I mean, super yeah. primal, it's, it's, right? <laughs> but it's so, it's really therapeutic. I mean, there's nothing else like it. No, I I mean, not for me. Definitely not for me. There's nothing else like it. But at the same time, um, I do believe we need something physical. All right. So we get it from weights, right? Other people mm. might get it from running or yeah. yoga or whatever right i mean i think that's fantastic go do that yeah. um and i think we also need something non-physical you know i think um we can't rely on one outlet oh no know? no no definitely not i mean i think for me at least the the powerlifting thing has been like more of an outlet for my feelings uh, but I still have, you know, you still have to do the, like you said, like the non-physical things like meditation, 
reading. I mean, just trying to prove yourself outside the gym so that you can be better inside the gym and in everyday life as well. 100%, mate. You know, it's those small little steps, right? The accumulation of those that end up getting you somewhere rather than like, I'm going to wake up one day and take a giant leap. I was like, dude, that's a fairy tale. That doesn't exist, man. Like, it's no. a bit of a grind, you know? Yeah. You just got to go outside and dig holes, mate. Sometimes you take shovels, sometimes you take spoons, and that's it. Mm. Just got to go out and dig holes. It's mundane, yeah. it's monotonous, it's boring, you know, it's hard work, but yeah, it's life. But it's be it's beautiful, you know. Mm. Like each time you do it, you know, you you realize that. I mean, each step is like a step towards the right, towards your goal. I mean, although it might not be like the biggest of steps all the time, it's still a step in the right direction, and that's that that's what that's all that counts. Mm. And you kind of, because things take so long, you kind of forced to look around and learn the little nuances along the journey, right? And it kind of gives you a uh, a sense of meaning mm. on in the process. I think it's uh, yeah, it's quite fascinating. Like life is, life is one hell of a journey, man. Yeah, it is. It is. Especially when it takes me to Sweden. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll come uh, over, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, you you should you should definitely come. Definitely. I'll be I'll be coming over, man. Like whenever I get back home, um, obviously Sweden and the UK are a lot closer than bloody uh, Sweden and New Zealand, you know. So mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't just pop I'm over so, for a weekend. So, yeah, I'm so sorry that I had to interrupt you, but. I'm water loading right now, so I have to like use the bathroom like Dude, all the time. Go. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be back in a minute. Okay, dude, go go. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, don't apologize. Go back. Little piss right. break, mate. Don't <laughs> yeah. ever don't ever apologize for needing to take a piss, man. Come on. <laughs> I'm not expecting yeah. you to have a little bucket next to you and just uh, yeah. <laughs> You hear a little waterfall or something. You're like, "What is this guy doing?" Yeah, but yeah, this this water load, man. It's 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 killing me. But yeah, it's a part of the process. Water load, dieting, saunas, sweating it out. You know, you people are crazy, man. You know, that's why I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'll go in whatever category I want. Like supers, <laughs> supers. Here we go. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we were like. If we wouldn't have the weight cut thing, this powerlifting thing but would be so easy. Yeah. Just eat, lift, recover, no no cutting, just eating and lifting. It's probably good, though, because it keeps a lid on us. You know what I mean? We'd, we would just blow up and walk around like a balloon. Yep. Most likely, yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, my joints feel better when I'm heavier. It's like, yeah, Alex, but you still can't walk up the stairs. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I should probably work on that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, dude, I got three questions. Yeah, go ahead. What's the greatest piece of life advice you've ever received? Oh, that's a, that's a deep question. Um, I got to think a bit. You think away, man. Deepest life advice. Um, 
It would probably be from my close friend, uh, Daniela, who told me to just always trust my intuition and just trust your gut feeling no matter what. Don't let other people like try to talk you out of your inner self, if you understand what I mean. I mean, of course, you should take like advice from people, but at the end of the, at the end of the day, you should always trust your own intuition and just go ahead with that. And that's that's been a game changer for me. Love that, mate. Keep those people around you that tell you to to listen to that little voice. You know that little that little gut feeling, as we like to call it, yeah. right? Or that sixth sense. Mate, shout yeah. out. What a legend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking A. What's the uh what's the worst piece of life advice you've ever received? The worst piece of advice? Um I don't know, man. I, I don't I don't really listen to like or or I don't really like take in bad advice. I mean of course you hear you hear like terrible things sometimes that people like tell you to do, but I just try to ignore it. So I don't really have one. Mate, that sounds like a good place to be, you know? <laughs> but I mean, if you if you if you always go around and grudge that those type of things, I mean you won't be happy. Mm, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um I like to uh yeah, I like to keep mine pretty close. Not because I'm like, ah oh, fuck that person. Like that was absolutely shite advice, but it's just like, oh yeah. If I'd have like if I'd have listened to that or if I'd have subconsciously listened to it, because mm. most of the time I just do my thing anyway. And yeah. Ultimately, we're, ultimately we're going to do our thing, whatever we want to do anyway. Right? Let's be honest. Like we're mm. just going to, we're going to go to the gym. We're going to work. This is our thing. Mm. And you're like, Oh, if I'd have just changed my trajectory to suit that, that one piece of advice, you're like, fuck, mm. all these things would never have happened. No. Oh, okay. I'll just keep that one in my back pocket, right? So whenever you doubt yourself and you second guess yourself and we don't listen mm. to that intuition, right? Mm. And you're like, just just think back, man. Like, a man is be realistic, right? And I just think back to what is realistic, man? Mm. None, of the, none of this is realistic, dude. <laughs> so I'm like, so let's keep going. We're, we're on a rock on fire that's spinning around, Right. And I'm talking to people on the other side of the world and people actually <laughs> want to talk to me. Are you fucking crazy? You're like, yeah, this ain't realistic, man. I was like, okay, let's keep doing let's keep doing this. Yeah. yeah, life is crazy if you like if if you really want how do you say? If you really want to achieve some like your dreams, life will be crazy. And just mm. to trust your gut feeling. Hundred percent, man. Like it's there for a reason. It's there for a reason, man. Mm. Last question. What are the three words you tell your younger self? Say what now? What are the three words you would tell your younger self? Three words. Um, well, first one, patience. Mm. Um, intuition. And drive. Just just keep keep on going just like never stop patience so, intuition and drive yeah hmm. i love that mate i usually 
I usually think about people's three words or greatest quote. Or one of one of these three questions usually hits me a little yeah. deeper than the other ones, and I'm like, I'm always thinking about it for the next week or something. But I like that <laughs> patience, oh, intuition, and drive, man. Like that's um, I think uh, I think a lot of younger people would do pretty well if they kept those three words close to heart. Mm, definitely, I mean. Because when you're so when you're like during your early teens or just teens overall, you don't really have like sort like a perception of how long life will be, mm. or how much there is to life. Especially when you have like when you're battling like anxiety, depression, all you know is like those feelings, and you you think that nothing will ever change to that. So, I mean, if you just have the patience, to like go through with that. And just trust your intuition. Just do whatever like your gut feeling is telling you to do, and just keep keep going at it. You will eventually like feel better, and you will succeed, and you will like reach your goals. Dude, thank you so much. I appreciate you. your time, man. Appreciate your insight. Respect the shit out of what you can, what you do, who you are, and how much you can fucking lift. <laughs> well, thank you, man. Mate, it's I can't. To be here. I'm kind of pissed. I can't be there on Friday. <laughs> yeah. I'll post on my Instagram so you can check then. Perfect. You got to um, you got to send me the link if it's if it's televised or live streamed or whatever. You know, and I'll uh, I'll get a little party going on because it'll be it'll be Saturday for us, right? Yeah. And um, <laughs> little Saturday sandwiches, and we'll just get some a uh, little live stream going on. I get my pom poms out, my pink tutu. <laughs> yeah, hell and yeah. We'll, and we'll get cracking into it, mate. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much, man. And I'll uh, see Thank you when you. I get to Stockholm. Yeah, see you. My man. All right, speak uh speak soon. Yeah, peace. Bye everybody.